Hi, everybody. I'm Diane Canada, and we are live. Lady up and don't quit. That is my signature message. I don't know if you guys can see my t-shirt today, but uh, we've got, this is my signature message that I travel the country teaching women to do. The word lady is not a dirty word. I, for one, am very proud to be called a lady. And I miss the presence of more ladies in our society. Don't you? <laughs> I mean, I've kind of had it with the women dressing and acting all raunchy. I don't know if you guys caught the Grammys this year, but it was all the talk of the town. They called this raunchy kind of whatever they're doing on that stage empowerment. There's nothing empowering about that whatsoever. The big loud and brassy mouths and they're, they're just they're so loud. They can really push our buttons, can't they? <laughs> I mean, again, like the wizard that we've been talking about this week, our topic is why they're like the wizard. It's a mirage and they're just trying to bait you. The most powerful thing I have found that we can do as ladies is to um, remain in control. They're trying to get a rise out of us. And once they get it, they win. The way to not completely lose it is to always remember compassion this is the way that they are trying to get attention. This is, in most cases, this is what they're starving for, acceptance and self-worth and attention. But we don't want to give it in that way. We can have compassion for them because we know that's the real root of it. Here's my definition of a lady, a woman who displays elegance, warmth, self-control, humility, quiet confidence, kindness. She knows who she is. She knows her value and therefore she values others. The Oxford definition is a woman of superior social position, especially one of noble birth, where well, we're God's daughters. So guess what? We're of noble birth and we have the fruit of the spirit inside us. The trick is it has to be ripened. It has to be developed. And the only way that's going to happen is with practice. <laughs> so these are opportunities for practice when we come across these folks. I love those period shows and movies where women were dressed um, in these fine gowns and they were addressed as lady, like Lady Mary, for instance, in Downton Abbey. They had incredible influence and respect. How much more do we have then being of royal blood from our father, the king of kings, the lord of lords? It doesn't get any higher than that. And we are his daughters. When we learn to tap into his power and his wisdom, we practice self-control. That's an incredibly effective arsenal at our disposal at all times. So when the news cycles are out there trying to tempt you and you're ready to lose your cool or you're just ready to blast that provocative liberal that just won't leave you alone, just remember a lady always knows how to fight gracefully and a lady always knows when to walk away. Today, I'm going to uh, welcome in my friends, Jan and Lisa, uh, and we are going to get into some great conversation around how we've been showing up in a ladylike way for many, many decades now across our state, across our nation. We're getting things done without falling prey to the, uh, to the bait. All right. So let me bring in, uh, first of all, my friend, Jan Onstott. She is a, uh, an 
one of my favorite people to have on the show. She's so much fun to be around. Just just ask her and she'll tell you that too. <laughs> it's her, her signature message. And she is an executive director with Mary Kay. She has been um, in the award-winning Cadillac group for many, many, many years. She's such a rock star in her industry. Also a conservative woman of God who has thrown her hat in the ring and said, you know what? I'm, come, I'm not going to be in the stands anymore. I'm getting on the field. So one of the strongest ladies that I know, please welcome my friend, Jan Onstott. To the show. Hi, thanks Hi, for having me today. Thanks for being here. So good to have you with us. I have one to be with, by the way. And I do tell people that because you know what? It's affirming to me. I, I kind of sort of came up with that tagline, I guess, when I wasn't in a fun period of my life. And then uh, when people started responding to me, expecting fun to come out of me after I said that. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to live up to it. Yeah. <laughs> so it keeps me in check. <laughs> don't you think, Jan, before we bring Lisa in here in just a second, don't you think every woman should have a signature message? I think that's a great idea. I mean, you know, what do you want to be known, known for when it's all said and done? What legacy do you want to pass down? You know, what is it that you want people to think when your face, your demeanor comes across their radar screen? In their yes. You know? It's like what your own it? personal brand. What is, is your personal brand? I didn't have any idea what I was really doing that you know, back when, when I started that yeah. a couple of decades ago, but you know, it's sort of stuck only because <laughs> I keep repeating it. <laughs> yes. I love it. And you, as you guys are watching today, um, as we bring in our next lady here in just a sec, um, please weigh in. If you've got a signature message out there, ladies, we want to hear it. We want to know what it is. I am so excited to, to see that. Let me bring in uh, another great lady that uh, I think you guys are going to really enjoy today. She's been on, she's been joining us on the show periodically, and I'm glad she's back with us today. Her name is Lisa Biles, and uh, she is a financial planner in Franklin, Tennessee here. And, you know, she talk about a graceful spirit of God. She is just oozing that. So please welcome in my good friend, Lisa Biles. Hello, darling. Hi, Diane. Hi, Jan. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. So glad to have you today. Thank you. Thank you. So we are wondering, Lisa, uh, and I don't want to put you on the spot with it, but if you have a signature brand or a signature message, uh, something that you're known for, I have my idea of what it would be, but do you have one? <laughs> you like to share? Oh gosh, that could be scary. No, honestly, it's funny that you say that because I actually the, the official name of my business is Make It Fun Financial. See? Because, yes. Yeah. I, well, I believe that, um, you know, financial planning should be fun because we should be excited about our future and we should be excited about, you know, we work to make money and for now and for later. And so yeah. I think that it should just be fun. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. I see a fun thing going on here. A fun thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Friday. And, you know, maybe as we go forward, Friday is going to be our Friday fun day. And we're just yeah. going to talk about these things that, you know, are personal to us, that are meaningful to us. And again, I just invite you guys who are watching. We've got folks watching across Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and all of that. So on all these different channels, so you guys weigh in. We can see your comments. What's your signature brand out there, ladies? <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I'm very proud to be a part of and that I'd like to just start off with is I am uh, I have the honor of being the chairman of public relations for the Nashville Republican Women's Club and we this is a group of ladies let me tell you uh, but they get 
stuff done. <laughs> Let me just tell you, they get it done. Our club is 70 years old and it has been quite influential in the political scene here in Nashville. We are part of a federated <laughs> club, the state Tennessee uh, Federation of Republican Women. And then we're parented by that from the National Federation of Republican Women. So we've got br branches and chapters all over the country and we get it done. Jan, you came and visited um, the club the other day. And yeah. uh, that was the first time you had actually been to my club. So what was yeah. your experience? Oh my gosh, I sort of invited myself because it is on my bucket list this this year to instead of uh, venting on social media, instead of, you know, it, to have that quiet spirit, but behind the scenes, be fierce, be fierce. And obviously the Nashville Republican Women is a group of women who are passionate about conservative values. Um, and I was bowled away. I really was impressed. And especially to find out that it wasn't until 2011 that there was a unified Republican government in our state. I had no idea. So it was very educational for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it is educational. And I'm just going to give um, the, a plug for you guys. Uh, if you're watching, no matter what area of the country you're watching from, please check it out. Just go on and just Google Tennessee Federation of Republican Women and look for a chapter near you. Because I'll tell you what we're doing is we are going about, we're bringing about change, positive change, bringing our country back to conservative values, but doing it in an absolutely ladylike way. And what I mean by that are these things I talked about in the definition. You know, you don't have to go and be mas the masculine energy of going and trying to hustle and force and get things done. That is not in my estimation, the best way to go about it as a woman. I think you, we use our wit, we use our, our, uh, our feminine energy, we use our charm, but we also use our brains, right? We do our research and we show up with something to say. And because we are capable of so many layers of wisdom, uh, not that men aren't, but just men are a little more simple, right? We can look yeah. at things from 10 angles, right? And we can right. find, if, if by God, we're going to find a way. We're going to find a pathway, <laughs> you know, but, but that's the way to do it, you know, is going about it in a graceful, methodical, patient, kind, gentle way. That's the way to get things done, um, especially long term for long term benefit, not being a slave to emotion, you know, and instead being balanced and measured in how you approach things. Lisa. What, I mean, I, I'm going to get you to a Nashville Republican women's meeting. <laughs> it's the last thing I do. <laughs> but, okay. but you are part of other groups around town uh, that, you know, really lead with this type of mentality. Talk about um, some of your favorite groups that you attend. Oh, I, you know, I, I really, uh, so I grew up with brothers and all my cousins were boys. And so, but honestly, I, now I find myself, I, I really, and all my friends were guys. And so now I find myself um, over the past several years, I really needed women. And I've, I've shared my story before and I, I realized I need other women, but I, I, I don't want women with drama and fake. Yes. I want women who are, um, who are passionate about what it is that they do, who are 
they don't have to be a business owner, but at least have a passion and and and, and be behind something and a strong, powerful women. You know, my type A personality, I, I, I attract type A personalities and I love to be around uh, the same kind of tribe as myself. And so I love being around other women who, like you said, just like to get things done. Um, and I feel like, you know, when women are busy, that's who you ask to do things because then they find a way to do it. They find yeah. the time to do it. Yeah. And, you know, one of the the things I have seen in some women's groups that are not as effective, which is not the case in National Republican women, I can tell you. Uh, and yeah, I'm plugging that. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am plugging it because I believe in it. But what I have found is that a lot of groups, a lot of organizations tend to be more like a, like a tea party, right. Or like a luncheon or it's like come and socialize like a, so like a, the old, you know, idea of the bridge club, right. you know? And the other thing I see is a lot of women that their need for consensus so much um, holds them back from, you know, being bold and making bold suggestions or holding people accountable. Do you guys find that to be true? I'll let you weigh in on that for a sec, Jan. I just, um, you know, I, I was so impressed with just the, the leadership in this organization and um, that it, it stuck to the agenda um, the, about, you know, where we're headed and um, about also getting more members and more young people on board mm-hmm. because, you know, to realize that this should not be just our values because we've journeyed a lot of life. There are younger women too that have conservative values and yeah. they need to come out of the closet, come out of the yeah. woodwork, come out, come yeah. out, come out wherever you are. Yeah. And be, part, <laughs> and be a part of this. But you know, and it reminds me of what Lisa was saying earlier. You know, if you if you don't um, stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. Right. So that this group of women has come together to stand for something. Mm-hmm. And that something is conservative values that impact our homes, our businesses, our neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's kind of at a grassroots level. I love that. Mm-hmm. We were at the uh, campaign kickoff party yesterday for Quincy McKnight. And um, we, he and I were talking, you know, Hannah, his fiance has been with us a lot on the show and she'll be back with us next week. Um, but Vernon Jones came over and um, was talking to me for a little bit. You know, he and I have become friends and and he was just sharing some some insights with us. And, you know, I said, uh, I said, why, why do you want to, you know, run for governor? He's running for governor of Georgia. If you guys haven't heard that, um, he's stepping up. He was a Democrat who turned Republican. He was a Trump supporter. Uh, very loud one. And now he's running for governor. And so he and I have had a lot of conversations, a lot of deep conversations. And um, I asked him, I said, okay, Vernon, just tell the people, why are you running for governor? And he says, because I'm not going to stand by and let my country go to hell. (laughs) You know, and I brought up to him, I said, you know, yeah, that's where mothers are right now. And where women are right now, you're messing with their kids and their grandkids now, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're in the ring. And so when you, when you're, ready to come and stand alongside other women, you need to be careful about where, where you decide to plug in. Uh, And I've always said, you know, you want to be successful, be around other people who are successful. And the Nashville Republican women have been, like I said, 70 years strong and have been incredibly successful in getting legislation passed, turning our country back our, our, our state back red, you know, yeah. and uh, really having a voice. We do a, a, a day on the hill 
every year where the women can go up and actually be on Capitol Hill. We do all kinds of stuff, but learning, it's a place to come and learn, you know, because as we talk about, I want to go through today, you guys, some things that are hitting the news real heavy this week. You know, um, we've got mask mandates being lifted now. All of a sudden, the CDC issued a new mask guidance update yesterday. It said, okay, we don't have to, you don't have to wear the masks indoors anymore. And, you know, and some people are saying, well, it was just, they're studying the science, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, which science? <laughs> it's like, which science? Because I, a lot of people think it's the pressure from the moms, pressure from these moms and dads showing up at the school board meetings and saying enough is enough. Get these masks off our kids. You know, um, at least I just want you to weigh in on this, but it, it is interesting the timing when people start standing up and they and they yeah. won't lay down and just take it. All of a sudden, we see change, right? All of a sudden, we see things changing. Absolutely, absolutely. We actually did just had that happen here in Williamson County, where yeah. parents were going to the school board, right, and saying, "Wait a minute, we don't want our children wearing these masks in class all day." Um, mm -hmm. I have a very strong opinion about the masks, and um, you know, I feel like I took a lot of black for that when I would try to go into a store and not have a mask on. Yeah. Um, honestly, I had COVID twice. And so I, I but I still feel, feel like I don't want to wear the mask personally. Mm -hmm. I, for me, um, I feel, I feel like that's harder on me to wear a mask than to not. Yeah. And, um, I, but I did have to stand up for myself and you mm -hmm. learn to be that way. And I, I think that what happened was at first when the, the pandemic hit and there was so much fear being blasted across the media, the mainstream media, uh, it would incite fear and people were like, oh, this is what we need to do. Oh, this is what that we have to do. But after a while, people were like, wait a minute, is this really safe? Mm -hmm. Is this really the right decision? And so sometimes, um, sometimes it takes a little while, you know, you get you get pushed down with a thumb and you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel good. Is this right? Is there really science behind this? And and it, and it makes people delve in a little bit further and start doing some more research on their own. And I think that's the big thing about all of these issues that, that work that we talk about is do some research on your own. Yeah. Um, last week or week before the white house came out with a whole new proposal for a tax proposal and so um and it sounds wonderful like the wording sounds wonderful it sounds great and it sounds exciting but it doesn't talk about um what maybe some consequences are and that's one of the things that i like to do i love people to be able to retire tax free um or pay as little tax as possible and so just looking reading through these things like really, if we want to take action and we want to be a go-getter and we want to make things happen, we have to understand what is going on and, and yeah. be on top of these issues. Yeah. Yeah. Be a free thinking society. And this is a lot of what we're talking about, you know, this week with the whole wizard thing, you know, because they have so many key positions in mainstream media and, um, you know, in uh, big tech and in corporations and all of this, you know, we think that, well, I think that a lot of people are just kind of taking their word for it. Well, they wouldn't do that if it wasn't safe. Oh, well, they wouldn't do that if it wasn't necessary. Well, you know, maybe there are uh, <laughs> some things that they're not telling you. And it would be good for you to go check it out on your own. What do you think, Jan? <laughs> I've been sent, listen, Toto. 
to pull back the curtain. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Just like we showed. Yeah. If y'all weren't here Monday, we showed a clip of of uh, the the great and powerful Oz and how that he was just scaring them to death and Toto goes over and pulls the curtain back and yes yeah, this little man in there yeah <laughs> and that's really what's you know happened here and I think it's just so much succumbing to fear and not free thinking you know they uh, in the schools today they want to teach critical race theory well how about critical thinking you know critical yeah. thinking skills are missing in our curriculum now yeah uh, it used to be that you know you had to play stuff out to the end result mm -hmm. and not just the here and now like what lisa was talking about that end result the consequences down the road what yeah. are they yeah. and just to see already in the first hundred days of the new administration you know look at you know, have when was the last time we had gas outages? Okay, okay. Yeah. when do, what was the last time we had gas that was three dollars a gallon? Mm -hmm. You know, it was probably back in 2014 or something. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah. we have to look at already what we're seeing as an end result of more of that, uh, you know, socialist mindset mm -hmm. where it's not, you know, the capitalism that really um, is the bottom, the undergirding of our democracy, of our republic. I think you're so right. I'm going to show you guys this quote here real quick. Um, this is so good. Uh, my friend, uh, Keith Burns, y'all remember the band uh, Trick Pony? Uh, and Keith is a good friend of mine. And he just sent me this. He texted it to me the other day. And, and I said, you know, I'm going to use that on the show. I'm going to show this. So let me put this up here. And I'm going to read it for those of you who might be listening on podcast. You cannot help the poor by destroying the rich. You cannot strengthen the weak by weakening the strong. You cannot bring about prosperity by discouraging thrift. You can't lift the wage earner up by pulling the wage payer down. You can't further the brotherhood of man by inciting class hatred. You can't build character and courage by taking away people's initiative and independence. You cannot help people permanently by doing for them what they could and should do for themselves. So this is, I mean, everything we've been talking about this week, it's been such a robust discussion all week long around not taking the bait around realizing that it, they are just a little man behind the curtain. It's not this big, scary. There are a whole lot more of us than there are of them. And so many of us around the country that are standing up and saying, Nope, sorry, this is where we draw the line. And I am loving seeing it. I, we do our, so the, the graceful ways that we're going about it. Let me just kind of read off a little list I made earlier today, you guys. So Oscar viewership tanked. How many of us watch the Oscars this year? How many of us care what somebody's wearing on the red carpet when we're dealing with the kinds of things we are in our country right now? So I think their viewership was down. I, I don't want to, don't quote me on this, but I want to say it was like something like 54%. It was, it was a drastic, drastic. Uh, downturn. I, I read today that Disney's stock is tanking, mm. absolutely tanking. Um, we have so many, you know, we have seen so many, I see that Target is finally responding. They're taking the Chrissy Teigen cookware out of their stores because of the bullying and all that finally has been exposed with her. Um, we do, we do our talking with two things with our viewership and with our pocketbooks. 
<laughs> Those are very, very effective ways to get your point across. <laughs> Let me just say, emotion will get you so far, but when you start talking with those two items, woke corporations, all of, they listen, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. I mean, I love that. Jan, did you watch the Oscars? No, I didn't have any idea it was on. So, <laughs> I missed the rest of my case. <laughs> no, did I watch the Super Bowl? No, did I watch? Yeah. You know, the yeah, that's Super another Bowl. one. Sports are I, way down. Yeah. No, no, and I. And also, to take it a step further, um, I've also been um, making a decision. First of all, the the news media is all dead to me, so I don't watch any of that at all. So they they have they've they've been no 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 viewership for me, Jan Onstott, right mm -hmm. at my house. And then um, I've been taken to like writing letters when I feel like. Um, you know, I, I don't like that, you know, you your company censored this person by taking their book yeah, um, yeah. out of circulation. So I will buy it from someone else. And I really wasn't interested in this topic before, but now I'm going to buy the book anyway yeah, um, yeah. from someone else to support a local business. And so mm -hmm. just to politely say, you know, this is what, you know, I see that you've canceled my pillow, for example. So yes, I yes. will no longer shop at your store because I'm going to cancel my interest yes, in your yes. store. And I will buy it right directly from um, Mike's website instead. Yeah, yeah. I loved, so. I, I thought of a quote today, you guys. Uh, and I like, what do you think about this? We're canceling the cancel culture. Yes. <laughs> Now, somebody may have already come up with that. I don't know, but I liked it. Lisa, did you watch the Oscars? Are you watching things like you normally did? Are you changing the way you shop? Absolutely not. I did not watch the Oscars. Um, I will say like some of my information that I, where I get information from is a, a, a website, Amir Safradi. He is from Israel. He was an IDF soldier. He's an intelligence. Um, but he, so he's talking about now, I, I know we've all been watching how there's so many bombs uh, on Israel right now. Yeah. It's terrifying. Um, and I, and also about how the, the U.S. is pulling out of so many different places right mm -hmm. now, um, <clears throat> which could be controversial. But, but so a, a lot of information, I have to go outside of, uh, definitely outside mainstream. of mainstream media yeah. to get that information. But I watch it and I'm intentional because I want to know what is going on. Yeah. I want to know and, 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 and what are the consequences? Like what are the ultimate consequences of us leaving multiple places and what does that what does that mean for the US? Mm -hmm. And especially when you when you know the US is pulling out of certain areas and Iran is just taking over those places, what does that mean at a global level? Yeah. Um, these things are important. Because they, they, are. they do have an effect on us. They do. It doesn't matter what somebody's wearing to an Oscar. I don't really care. That doesn't, yeah. you know, that, that doesn't mean anything. So, yeah. Yeah. It seems pretty frivolous now, doesn't it? In this, yeah. in this day and time that we're in, uh, it seems pretty silly to of a thing to even consider worrying about. Uh, you know, I think you're so right. When you say you've got to educate yourself, you've got to take the initiative. You've got to, you know, seek out other news sources 
and not just go along with what you're being spoon fed from the mainstream media. Uh, and, you know, like I said, coming to clubs like Nashville Republican Women, um, going on places like, you know, the Daily Wire. That's where I get a lot of my news from. That's where Candace Owens now has a show on. And, um, you know, we've got um, Ben Shapiro there and um, several other great people that are doing great work on that balanced programming. There's uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson has been talking about Fox Nation. He's doing really great interviews um, during the day now with um, all kinds of people and trying to give people more information and a, and a better glimpse of what's really going on in our country. But we can't just, I think it's now at everybody's doorstep and even the younger people, you know, it is at our doorstep. It's, I've never seen a culture with politics more on their mind than now. But I just want to remind everyone, and as we close the, get ready to pray over you guys and close the show today, I just want to leave you with our signature messages. One of the, Jan, one of the best the things that I heard the other day that was such a compliment was one of the women came to me at the meeting and she said, you know, it's so tempting for me to get upset. And it's so tempting for me. I think it was Karen who said this, Karen Porter, one of our friends. She said, it's so tempting for me to get upset when I look at the news and I see everything that's going on and I start to kind of get into this rage. She says, and then I come on here and I watch your show and you guys settle me down. You know, you guys <laughs> remind me of who's really on the throne, who's really in control. And so it just helps me. Yeah. So I'll uh, my signature message is lady up and don't quit. So do it from a graceful place. Uh, you know, but I'm not saying don't fight. I'm just saying fight gracefully and don't quit. That's my message. How about you, Jan? What's your what's your parting yeah. thought for this? I'm problem? just I'm just thinking when you said that I thought about the you know Jericho and how that battle of Jericho was fought with the choir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? very few. Really? Mm -hmm. And the walls came tumbling down. And so God is still on the throne. 100%. So we don't have to get our undies in a bunch yes. about yes. how things are today because God puts leaders in place and he deposes them. If you read your Old Testament, you can see a, a, that train of that thread. Mm -hmm. And so just to relax and know that God is still on the throne. But I still have to step up and do my part yes. and do what I can. I'm still a soldier yeah. in God's army. Yeah, absolutely. It's a dance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And how about you, Lisa? What's some parting thoughts as we leave everyone on this Friday after our full week? They're like the wizard. <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely, I think uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, right? Absolutely. So, uh, by praying, there there's many things that we can do, and and we accomplish many things in the spiritual realm, which will act out, and the consequences will come forth in the natural realm. But at the same time, it doesn't mean just sit back and do nothing. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly in standing up, taking a stand, and and make your voice be known. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think people mistake that. They think, oh, you're just saying let, lay back and be passive. Not at all. <laughs> there, it's, I, I have, um, I wrote a book last year. I'm just going to plug everything today, I guess. Last year, I wrote this book, Lady Up and Don't Quit. And on the back, um, I talk about that, about how I think we are all soldiers in God's army. We're all out here. But I think some of us are the special ops. Some of us are the first ones in, right? Some of us have uh, maybe harder testing. You know, and but that means we also have greater capacity to handle more. So maybe we're the ones in the legislative offices or on the platforms, whatever. Mm -hmm. But we all have a part to play. We're all God's soldiers. So that's such a great, mm -hmm. um, such a great 
a great thing to say. Hi, Mike. I see Mike watching. He just said, hey, Mike, thank you so much. We appreciate that. All right. Well, we are going to uh, say a parting prayer over you guys as we enter the weekend. Next week, our topic's going to be there's more than one road to the Emerald City. All right. So we're going to talk about innovation and really inspire you guys a lot. Uh, but who would like to take our parting prayer today? Would I, I'll, I'll toss to one of you ladies if y'all would like I, to. I could do it. Awesome, yep. Jan. Thank right. you. So Heavenly Father, thank you for Diane, for Diane stepping out, for you just downloading that idea in her heart to step out and do this broadcast. And Lord, I just pray that you will use her and use this a vehicle to reach into the hearts and minds of uh, the people who are watching to take action. And Lord, on her theme of lady up and don't quit, just help us to uh, remain in control, to display that elegance, warmth, the self-control, humility, strength, and quiet confidence and kindness, Lord. Help us to always keep these at the forefront but to still stand up for you and who you are and the values that you've imparted to us. And Lord, we just ask that you would, um, that you would reveal truth that just like Toto pulled back that curtain, that you would expose evil and that it would be rooted out and justice would be served. Lord, we just lift all this up to you because we know that you are still on the throne in Jesus name. Amen. Mm. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you, Jan. Thanks, Lisa, for being here today, too. I just enjoy you both so much. And uh, and I thank all of you for watching, for tuning in and choosing to spend this half hour with us. Thank you for doing that. We will be back on Monday at three o'clock Central Time. Have a great weekend and we will see you then. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye. bye, -bye.